here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. It's my music. Break it down. It's the king. Oh, you didn't know? Stand back. I'm a nice man. Mamacita. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Eat me. Let's you're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of Music of the Mat, a podcast devoted exclusively to the music of professional wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm the barbarian, Andrew Rich, and joining me on this muscular mystery tour is my partner, the Scorelord. Chris Maffei, and together we are your hosts, the Power Chords of Pain. Chris, how are you doing this fine evening? Let me tell you something. I am doing absolutely tremendous. If there are three things in life that I love, those things are music, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and podcasts. And tonight, I get to embark on a journey to host a podcast about wrestling theme music with a man with two first names. Mr. Andrew Rich. So I'm doing tremendous. Thank you very much. I am right there with you. You do not have two first names, but I'm just as excited to talk about music and wrestling and the combination of the two. Uh, I'm also excited for the listeners to just come to love our nicknames, the Power Chords of Pain. Uh, (laughs) I think that you, I, here's what happened, folks. I came up with that name as like a possible title for the podcast. And uh, then, Chris, you suggested that that be our nickname, our collective nickname. And then you came up with Barbarian and Scorelord. So all credit to you for that one. It was a tag team effort. You know, we're the power chords of pain. So oh, you know, exactly. I, I, we already have our uh, already have our bearings about us as, as a team. And, and, and we've known each other for what, like two weeks now? About that, yeah. But uh, but I mean, from the very first conversation, it was very clear that we are the two people who should be hosting this podcast. You know, we're the two people. Absolutely. We're the two people, I think, geeky enough about this stuff uh, to, to put out a, a tremendous quality product on a big time podcast network, no less. The Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think not only are we, are we the only ones who, who could do this, I think we're the only ones who want to do this. <laughs> Because yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there, there might be people qualified out there. You maybe know, there might be some guys dating back to this, you know, eighties or seventies with vast wrestling vinyl collections. But I don't know if they're going to be sitting down and and talking about Elijah Burke's WWE CW theme song. I don't think they're going to be doing that. But uh, we will. We will discuss a whole bunch of stuff related to music and wrestling and entrance themes and all sorts of goodies. This is not an official, I guess episode if you will it's more of an introductory get to know us kind of episode uh chris do you want to start off uh by talking about your history with uh wrestling and, and entrance music and music in general that kind of stuff well i've been a wrestling fan since it was about like seven or eight i moved onto the same block as my cousin uh, and my cousin was a gigantic wrestling fan 
Um, he is no longer actually a wrestling fan, I don't think, uh, which is which is completely hilarious to me because he got me into this whole entire mess. And now I wake up at 4.30 a.m. to watch shows mm-hmm. from the other side of the world. And he has nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, so thanks, Matt. But immediately upon getting into wrestling, I was just fascinated uh, with the whole production aspect of wrestling. Um, and I was already a gigantic music fan as a kid. Like, you you would not catch me without my headphones and my Walkman, uh, you know, my little cassette Walkman back in the day. You know, you wouldn't catch me without that. So getting into wrestling and just hearing all of this just fantastic ear candy at the time, because this, like, this is like 97, 98. This is like Jim Johnston about to be firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders and finding himself as you know, as a producer of wrestling themes, really coming into his own and kind of just laying out a golden age of wrestling theme songs, in my opinion, the guy was untouchable. You know, for me as a kid, it really helped me just kind of get ingrained into the entire world of wrestling because a lot of my memories of childhood and just memories in general are so strongly tied into music. And I think that the same goes for a lot of people. And to be able to have memories of wrestling that tie so strongly into not only the entrance music, but, you know, the show theme songs, pay-per-view theme songs, other little incidental bits of audio that I have these really strong associations with now, and, and I hear them, and it instantly, boom, instantly takes me back, uh, you know, to to those days. It was such an important part of my wrestling fandom, and it's probably like... It's probably about 50% of why I'm into wrestling is, is wrestling themes. And I, I really can't stress enough how important it is to the presentation of pro wrestling and getting you emotionally invested and, and all that stuff. And we're, we're going to go mm. through all that stuff, you know, the psychology of themes and, and what themes mean beyond just, oh, this is what the guy walks out to, you know. And that's what this, this entire thing, this entire venture is dedicated to. And we're going to get to the bottom of why it's important. And uh, and I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Great points, man. Uh, just to, you know, give my side of this this, this, of this thing. Uh, I came in a little bit later than you. Uh, 2003, summer of 2003. So a couple of years removed from the absolute peak of Attitude Era. We were a little bit into the ruthless aggression at this point. Uh, I remember it was in like July. Yeah, July 2003. I turned on an episode of Raw, just channel surfing. And uh, it was Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho in their WrestleMania 19 rematch. And just to give you a, 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 an example of how, how much of a rookie I was with this stuff, Shawn Michaels was in red, Chris Jericho was in blue. Blue was my favorite color, so naturally I was rooting for Chris Jericho. Even though I had no idea who he was, I had no idea that he was a heel and he was supposed to be booed and Shawn Michaels was the babyface, he was supposed to be cheered. So I just naturally started rooting for Chris Jericho. Uh, and then over time, of course, you get to know the guys and you get to know who's a big face, who's a heel, what those, you know, what these terms mean. And part of the thing that helped me get to know these wrestlers, get to know wrestling is music. You know, you, when you first become a fan of wrestling, you don't know who the wrestlers are. You may know like the big names, like I know who Rock was and who Austin was and Hogan, but I didn't know who, you know, Billy Kidman was. I didn't know. I, I didn't know who Rodney Mack was, or uh, these are some obscure names I know, but I didn't know who, who you know, I didn't even know who, who Undertaker was, or Rey Mysterio, or 
or Christian or Edge or any of these guys. But once you start hearing the music and once you start, you know, just repetition, 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 once you start watching the shows over and over again, you hear that opening drum beat of do, do, boom, dead man walking. You know, Undertaker's coming you out. You done it now. You done made a big mistake. Sidebar, a lot of character in this podcast, just to let you know, guys that know. Um, a lot of singing. Um, yeah, you, you know these guys. You know the Kurt Angle coming out right now. And it all gets in, in, in dr- guilt, drilled in your head. And, you know, sooner enough, you know hundreds of guys. And that was true when I started becoming a TNA fan. I Similarly to my you know, beginnings with WWE, I didn't know who any of the TNA guys were. I never heard of, I never heard of AJ Styles or Chris Sabin or Alex Shelley or or Christopher Daniels or any of those guys, but once I heard you know Hail Sabin, Hail Sabin or you know uh, or AJ Styles theme or or Jeff Jarrett's you know, once I heard all that stuff repeatedly, you get to know them, you get to know you get to know who you like, who you don't like, you get to know the wrestlers, and same is true for Ring of Honor, same is true for New Japan. For going back to WCW and ECW, watching old clips of that and getting to know that music. So over time, I think music has been such a gateway to really not just liking, loving pro wrestling, but to understanding pro wrestling and understanding who the pro wrestlers are. You know, you just uh, getting to have get such a big knowledge of it. I guess you could say. You know, that's absolutely true. I mean. If you can recognize a guy's theme music right off the bat, then at that point, you're pretty familiar with that guy or that girl. Um, And it's that instant recognition. And it just it does something. It creates, you know, it creates a response, uh, kind of an involuntary response in you. And, and, you know, you hear the glass shatter and, you know, you just have an internal reaction that's kind of, you know, it's kind of involuntary in a lot of ways. And. I think that really speaks to again the brilliance of just having those little uh little clips, those little sounders, those little yeah. effects at the beginning or those little quotes at the beginning of themes that that little, yeah, exactly. That's even that's even more so. You know, you can hear the first, you know, the first chord of a song, but you hear a sound effect like the glass shattering or 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 the bell tolling. You know what's coming. And then your hair your hair staying in the back of your neck. Exactly. Austin's coming out, Taylor's coming out, Astas will be kicked. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, and and the mood changes, and and it creates a vibe. It creates an environment. Uh, there's a whole there's a whole psychology to it. There's a whole um, science to it, and hopefully, we're going to do a decent job of breaking that down over the course of mm-hmm. this podcast and kind of getting more into that and maybe you know learning more about it ourselves. Because I think we think we're experts at this stuff right now, but I I think we have a lot to learn still. You know from each other and and just a lot a lot of the stuff that we're not familiar with right now we're that we're going to try to get into i think we also hope to get a lot of other people involved in this as well uh you know a lot of our other our friends from the other voice Mm -hmm. of wrestling podcasts um and and get them get them in here and get them talking about some of their favorite themes and maybe some things that we're not familiar with so we can we can all kind of learn together about maybe periods we aren't familiar with or maybe themes that we forgot, you know, or maybe there was an alternate variation of something that someone really loved that we overlooked or something like that. There's plenty of room for growth. There's plenty of room for knowledge to know more things, to to understand more things, uh, to get other people's perspectives, definitely. If it was just us for this whole time, I think it would it would kind of be a little, 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 a little limiting. 
Um, so getting other people's voices, no pun intended there, uh, to be on this podcast, uh, I think it'll be a good, a good thing. Definitely. You know, something that we talked about early on when we were talking about doing this podcast, actually, one of the first things that you, uh, actually said to me was you had a big history of, uh, video games playing a big role in, I have a story. Yes. <laughs> in your upbringing in wrestling. This is a true story, folks. I will probably admit it. But no, not, when you're a kid, you don't know how to, the internet works. You know, you're not, you, you can go online, you can go to nick.com or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, kids stuff you go to, but you don't know about downloading anything. You don't know about, you know, finding, you know, mega upload or rapid share or whatever those, you know, the old, old websites were. So before I could maneuver myself around the internet and get some hard to find themes, I'd go to video games and I listen in the creator wrestler mode. You could, you, you listen to themes. So you go to these older games in the mid, you know, the early, earlier two thousands and you listen to them. But what I did before downloading anything was I would actually, I was so obsessed with themes, I would take out my classic uh, tape cassette recorder. I put in a blank tape in. I would start a theme. Then I'd record it onto the cassette with the microphone from the cassette recorder hooked up, not hooked up, not even hooked up, pressed against the output of the TV stereo. And that's how I record my themes and listen to the themes on a cassette on my old Walkman. That's my story of how obsessed I was with themes. And that's also, I guess, a story of uh, if you're, I guess, if you're resilient enough, if you're smart enough, you can do anything to listen to music, you know? When you messaged me that, I was like, all right, this is this is the guy. This is This is my co-host for this show because I had wanted to do this show for a long time and did not have a co-host in mind, didn't know anyone who would even want to embark on such a podcast, let alone be capable of doing so. But when you messaged me that story, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is, I think, the the height of childhood ingenuity. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Because I used to do the same thing, but I did not go to the extent of recording them. I used to just use my copy of Warzone and Attitude just to listen to the themes uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I don't, you know, I don't actually think I actually played an entire match, one single match in, uh, in attitude. I may have started and gotten halfway through and just be like, this game fucking sucks and turned it off and went back to listen to themes again, because that's pretty much all I did. <laughs> but I mean, for you to go to those lengths, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like even, even me, like me at eight years old would see that and be like, damn, this guy this guy's not fucking around here. This guy. I guess you know. it's the same ingenuity that I had where I didn't have poster board for school projects sometimes. So I would tape individual pieces of white paper together to make one big one. <laughs> That's the same ingenuity that I had to tape pieces of paper and to tape my wrestling themes from the video games. So maybe I was kind of a weird kid. I was a weird kid. Fuck it. I'm a weird kid. You know, taping themes of video games. <laughs> Who the hell does that? But... God damn it, I had to listen to the A-Train's theme on my cassette recorder. Where else am I going to get it, God damn it? Where else am I going to get it? You weren't. Where, you yeah. weren't. Or, you know, if, if, you, if you could maneuver around the internet at that time, you might have gotten a copy of it with Michael Cole talking over it, which was always oh, my yeah. favorite. Um, for years, I had uh, 
when when Rob Van Dam's one of a kind theme first came out for for like for months for months and months I guess or however long it took before forcible entry came out yeah my copy of of Rob Van Dam's theme one of a kind it start it started off with Michael Cole saying on raw <laughs> and then it like and then it went into the theme it was the straight recording from raw and then he like came back in and started talking but it sounds weird to me to not hear Michael Cole say that during Rob Van Dam's theme and I think a lot of people I think that might have just like touched a nerve with a lot of people who were active kind of online um like in the late 90s early 2000s trying to find wrestling themes I'll tell you when I first got the internet the ver- I think the very first thing I did I think we took the gateway out of the box that looked like a cow and oh yes, yeah. I I had my sister had the same exact <laughs> computer. We, we we took it out of the cow box and we set it up. We got a dial tone and I'm on there and the very first thing that I did and the very first song that I ever downloaded, the first thing I ever downloaded on the internet was a very very low res copy of the original Too Cool theme. Oh, uh not the turn it up, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, you look fly today. I think it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah, that one. Yep. That's that's the first song I ever downloaded in my life. And when that happened, when that transaction took place, and it said files done, <laughs> and I clicked on it, and it played, and I like, I'm pretty sure I cried because I was like, well, anything is possible now. You know, this that that to me, like like 10, 11 year old me, that opened up the floodgates of like, well, you can just do anything in life now because I just downloaded Too Cool Steam and that was the greatest thing of all time for me. Yeah, I remember the gateway. My sister had it. I remember the AOL dial tone. I remember all of that stuff. And I don't think I ever had the same experience where it was the you know TV recording or announcers talking over it. I think I, when I started actually downloading stuff, I it was past that point. I actually got the CD rips of it. But man, you are bringing me back to those classic days, and I, I know it's a bit, it's a bit you know past the beginnings of that. But days of mega upload and rapid share, and waiting ninety, you know, waiting like three hours between downloads. Yeah, and it's like I just want forcible entry. <laughs> man, I do not miss those days of the slow downloads and all that stuff. It's I'm so glad we're here in the future of 2017. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the next uh, the next mutation of that whole. You know, downloading things illegally from the internet, which, by the way, I never did. You know, oh, me, me neither. I was just, I was just joking. That was just an example. Um, yeah, 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 this is all, yeah. this is all hypothetical. You know, nothing actually exactly. really happened. You know, when you think about it, do we even really exist? Uh, if we do exist, I'm pretty sure Taz invented us. Probably. But, you know, with that either, being either him or Jericho, it's hard to tell. But I mean, just going back to like, you know, downloading themes off the internet and trying to scour the internet for like, did it did it ever occur to you like? Where the fuck are these people getting this? Like, are they working in Titan Towers? Or is this Jim Johnson just being like, hey, I'll throw him a bone. You know, I, I see him on all those Usenet groups. You know, I see them on their on their GeoCities, on their on their Lycos or Angel whatever. Fire. Don't forget Angel Fire. You know what was would be the best is you would go on the Angel Fire website and you would have like the MIDI version of Kane's theme immediately start playing <laughs> or, or something like that. That was always my favorite. Those those MIDI themes were were a riot. But I would just wonder, and I still wonder to this day, uh, like where the fuck are these people? I, I guess maybe in this day and age, it's a lot it's a lot easier to come across obscure things and kind of unreleased things. Yeah. But back in the day, I was just like, all right, this is some sort of like some yeah, some intern maybe is sneaking them out 
and uploading them perhaps. I, I don't know. I It's weird. You see on YouTube, even to this day, you see on YouTube like, oh, so-and-so's new theme, 2017. It's like, that came out like two days ago. How the hell did you get it now? It's not on Spotify yet. Like, it's not on iTunes. Where is this coming from? Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, leaks do happen in across yeah. the board in music. You know, they happen so frequently. Um, but it still kind of blows my mind that back in the day, back in back in like 2000, 2001, just the rare versions of things like a version of Triple H's theme that he used for one night after a pay-per-view and never yeah. used again. And I have it, but yeah. where did it come from? Where you know? did that, like the one the between Break It Down and uh, My Time. I remember that. There's like a weird, like, not even a, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a... Just a generic rock instrumental. Generic. And that's so weird. Thinking of Triple H, you don't think generic rock instrumental. You think my time, break it down, the game, King of Kings. You don't think of that stuff. But but there are these rare themes that, you know, that just slip through the cracks of history. Yeah, and Triple H, that's going to be a very fascinating... uh topic for us to explore because he there's a lot of very subtle variations on on different themes that uh ever since i was a kid i've I've really loved uh, a lot of his theme songs um and i can't wait to break that down which which brings me to hey now i see what you did did there Uh, that 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 was not even intended uh but do you want to kind of get into uh letting the people know what to expect and how we're going to kind of break this down so to speak so what the podcast is going to be is every week chris and i will discuss a different uh a different facet of music in pro wrestling you know some days some episodes will be specific wrestlers and we'll be going through the history of a wrestler's themes and sort of tracking their career through the theme and where they are at the time and how it fit them and the different lyrics and the, the genres of their themes um, the musical breakdowns of that kind of stuff, who created it, who produced it, who sang on it, the title, all that different stuff, alternate versions. Other days we'll be doing whole album reviews where we'll go track by track and sort of, you know, go through different albums and sort of rate them, see how they they stack up to other albums. And I guess like, you know, the flow of the album, the track listing, I guess, um, that's kind of what we'll be doing then. And other days, the, the, the third thing will be countdown episodes, where there will be specific lists of different topics, I guess you could say. Favorite Jim Johnston themes. Favorite uh, WWE pay-per-view themes. Favorite rock themes. Favorite hip-hop themes. Uh, favorite mashup themes. Themes with wrestlers singing on them. So all these different things that focus on different genres and, and different, I guess, producers different eras of wrestling and different companies of wrestling. So that would be the countdown episode. And then finally, I think, Chris, we discussed a, a shuffle episode where we'll take rare themes, themes that are that fall through the cracks, and just talk about them in general. Yeah, or, or as I like to call it, the Doy Darts episode, where we just we grab oh, yeah. a bunch of themes, we put them up on the Doy Darts board, we grab some kids out of the audience, and then uh, the darts fall where they may. And uh, and we'll talk about them. Will there will there be little little girls crying? Will they, little girls be crying? Uh, Absolutely, there'll be little girls crying, being comforted by Masato Yoshino. Uh-huh, uh, of course, KZ will almost be impaled by a, a stray dart. Don Fuji will look disgustingly at Mondai Rio. <laughs> um, That's the greatest be, gif of all time. That is, I credit to Galazzo Dan for creating that. I love that gif. We love Don Fuji on this podcast. I, I actually, I think I do think it's illegal to dislike Don Fuji. Yes. Uh, if you do, if you do, let us know, and we'll contact the local authorities and 
and have them deal with you. Get a stern talking to by all. Uh, I think it's and po- and possibly more than that. Uh, I I think if you don't like Don Fuji, I mean, you should obviously be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I mean, that's just like what what do you even what are you doing? What what are you doing here? You know, come on, let's 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 get it together. And I can't wait to talk about Don Fuji's theme. Oh yes, and we will have an opportunity to do so when we get to a Dragon Gate topic. You know, however we decide to structure that. I would love, I don't know about you, I would love to have on some of our friends from the Open the Voice Gate podcast possibly to break down some of their favorite Dragon Gate themes. Absolutely. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. The same goes for uh, for all of the other podcasts on the network, and, and I'd love to talk, you know, all Japan themes with the Burning Spirits guys. Garrett Kinney and TNA will be a great episode, because I think, me and Garrett, I think, in terms of TNA themes, we might, you know, we might, we are simpatico, definitely, because I got a bunch of these things on my iTunes that no one else probably even cares about other than Garrett Kidney. So that'll be, that'll be a fun one. He's probably aware of things that we're not even aware of. Like he, he's probably, Oh, absolutely. That, that would be great. I, I would love nothing more than to talk about all the different versions of LAX's theme song um, with you and Garrett Kidney. And also, you know, I, I want to get the head honchos on. I want to get Rich and Joe. Hey, I, wanna, listen, I want Joe that... Lanza talking about Satoshi Kojima's theme song. You know, uh, you know, this, this is a big time podcast here. We, we got to get the head honchos on. The strongest arm deserves a Joe Lanza appearance. I think it's only fair, you know, uh, same with Bobby Fish, of course, as well. Yeah. Speaking of LAX, by the way, can't wait for the LAX episode because you can bet listeners that I'll be reciting from memory LAX's first theme song. You know, I, I, I got to get in on this with you. Do, do you want to, do you want to trade, uh, trade verses like Conan and, and Homicide do? We could do that. But a little, little tease, folks, for what's coming in the future. So Yeah, ex- expect a lot of that. Expect a lot of wacky singing. Yeah, well, as I said earlier, lots and lots and lots of karaoke done horribly, but also sometimes done quite well. Eh, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. All right, it's mostly horribly all minute. Yes. I mean, I am a musician. I do make music, but my vocal talents uh, lie only in voiceovers. Um, I am not a singer by any means, although I can rap. I can I can spit some bars. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, the situation calls for it. Um, and also expect a lot of really, really bad imitations of instrumentals and beatboxing and things of that nature. Oh, yes, definitely. A la the Attitude Era podcast, who we love, by the way. We'll be you know, borrowing that, that uh, little aspect of it for our own purposes. Of course, giving them full credit, of course. Yeah, yeah. We will always defer to them. Absolutely. I love podcasts. I'm intensely passionate about podcasts you know my career is in radio but my heart is in podcasting so uh i'm really excited to be getting back into podcasting and talking about something that i love so intensely and so obsessively and to be able to do it on a podcast network like vow it's uh it's honestly really really cool so um, on a serious note, I just want to really thank uh, Rich and Joe for the opportunity. And thank you, Andrew Rich, uh, for shucks. embarking on this journey, because otherwise it would not have been possible at all. Well, thank you for, A, tweeting about it, because that's how I found about you wanting to do a podcast like this. So thanks for tweeting about it and letting your thoughts be known. Uh, thanks for even agreeing to be my, for let me be a co-host. Of course, thanks to Rich and Joe for letting us be a part of Voices of Wrestling, my favorite you know, wrestling people on the internet. In the, in the world, really, to be to be honest with you, I think my my favorite people in the world. I think definitely. I, I I don't know about you. I like Rich and Joe better than my own family. You don't get to choose your family, but you do get to choose Rich and Joe on the Voices of Wrestling podcast, VoicesWrestling.com. Seriously, uh, thanks to Rich and Joe for letting us be a part of Voices of Wrestling, wrestling podcast in general, 
a lot of them are, you know, they're a dime a dozen and they're all pretty much, you know, the same schlemiel. Schlemazel. Yes, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Every, every uh, are, single week. Are, are, are but... we really doing Laverne and Shirley references in the God first episode? God damn it, we are. All right. This is episode one. This is our podcast. We're doing it. That's something we'll probably be doing. But um... Are you Lenny or are you Squiggy? Which how, how are we doing this? Which one's Michael McKean? I have no idea. Is he Lenny? Let's look this up here. But whichever one's Michael McKean, I'll be him because I love Michael McKean. He's on a better, better Call Saul, so. Lenny and Squiggy. The first, yes, the the first official wacky tangent of hey. Music of the Mat. This is this is monumental, and let it be known that it is about Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Let's see. Never seen an episode, but I do know it exists. When some maniac decides to start doing Music of the Mat clips, this will be the first thing that they uh, absolutely some they clip out. <laughs> Lenny. Lenny is indeed Michael McKean. Okay. And uh, David Lander was squeaky. So you're Lenny, and I'm squ- Oh, all right. So I'm the yes. guy with the horrible hair. And uh, I'm the much better looking, much more famous, much more uh, smarter, much smarter, uh, much, much smarter one. So that's good. Podcast over. This Goodbye. Is, this uh, is very true yeah. to life here. I have, I do have horrible hair in real life. Although I'm not on. Oh really? I'm not on Hikaru Sato levels, but I, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no, no one is. I'm no not especially is. happy with my with my head of hair. Um, even after I come out of uh, getting a trademark Joe Lanza fresh haircut, but mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I'll take being squiggy because I, I really, you know, I just like saying squiggy. And I have a feeling that if I told my nephews and niece that I'm I'm Squiggy on this podcast, that they would really take to that. Well, there you go. So I'm doing it for them. What was the oh, oh not not just The Simpsons, but what was it the, the, the Wrestling Society X? Do it for her. Was that Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black? Was that, that they were known as? I think in Wrestling Society X. I don't think I watched Wrestling Society. X. I th- I watched like two episodes. Tangent number two, everybody, hang on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Do it for her, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. There you go. That was what they were called? That's what they were called. They weren't called wow. Age of the Fall. They were called Do It For Her. The Filth and the Fury was Teddy Hart and Matt Cross. Oh. Uh, that 70s team was Joy Ryan and Disco Machine. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's something for you. Team Dragon Gate. Yeah. Horiguchi and Yoshino. All right. No first names, but hey, there you go. A little H-A-G-E. Uh, we are Jimmy's indeed. I just remember somehow these random facts of team names and, and just odd things i think uh vampiro uh tombstone sean waltman into a like, floating coffin yeah i see that's the only thing that i remember from the entire show is yeah. X, it I, like i turned it on and x-pac blew up and i was like <laughs> okay um yeah maybe not yeah and that and that was it for me and, and wrestling society x yeah but that's yeah that's <laughs> That's very funny that you mentioned that because that was my exact. Somebody says Wrestling Society X, and I just think of Sean Waltman just being blown to fucking smithereens. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly the, uh, on the grimier spectrum of of wrestling TV shows. So, uh, Chris, this is I guess our introductory episode, but we're not we're not just, we're just going to talk about ourselves. We're going to talk a little bit more about themes, and to do that for our very first episode, we'll be talking about. Our Fave Fives. I am so excited for this. The Fave Fives. Uh, because, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling themes out there. You know, it, it's it's really hard to keep track of. But we have compiled our definitive list. These will never change. Never. Much much like Booker T's actual Fave Fives from week to week, this is concrete. This is set in stone. You know, this is it. In addition to this being a very comprehensive podcast, I also want it to be very consistent. Oh, Yeah. 
set in stone, much like the King's picks from Royal Rumble 99. This will be official. This will be unchangeable. This is going to be this is going to be it. And much like Royal Rumble 1999, I'm sure Steve Austin will wind up lying on the floor of a women's restroom. Andrew, fave fives. Let's get into this. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to start or, sh- or should I start, uh, my good man? Well, why don't you kick it off? I'll kick it off. Uh, first off, some honorable mentions I think would be would be good. Um, those that uh, that didn't make the cut, I guess. Uh, first and foremost, I think Goldust's theme is is one of my not a, yes. if, it, if it was my favorite, it'd be on the Fave Five, but what, a, a very lovely theme. Just tremendous, uh, tremendous. Yeah, uh, Kushida's theme I really like a lot. Ooh. Uh, very heroic when it gets to the chorus. It's very, very video game heroics. Very Legend of Zelda-ish, I think. Uh, American Dream, Dusty Rose, the Common Man Boogie. Ooh. A, lot, a lot of fun, a lot of soul, a lot of groove to it. Here's a more recent one. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Broken Dreams. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. That's, see, I love that theme, and I also love that it is based on uh, the Metallica version of Turn the Page by Bob Seger. Really? I had no idea that it was. Yeah. Oh, dude. Go back. Listen, go back and listen to Broken Dreams. And then go back and listen to uh, Metallica's cover of Turn the Page, and hmm. you'll be like, oh, okay, I, I see what they did here. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Jake Roberts' theme. I mean, come on. Just. Oh, it's that's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Ab- legendary. Uh, from TNA, uh, AJ Styles' first theme, I Am. Yes. Uh, when, you first get, when you first become a TNA fan, I think AJ Styles in like 2004, 2005. He was the guy I gravitated towards, and having a song like "I Am," which is very babyface-ish, uh, very you know, very you know, good white meat babyface, very like you know, again heroic. It's a heroic theme, uh, and finally, uh, "Break Orbit," uh, Neville's theme. Yes, a lot of energy, very apropos of Neville. Uh, even like in, I know the heel theme he has now is very uh, not as I guess still has, still has the energy, but it's a little, a little slower, di- little little different, a little slower. But even then, I think the it fits them quite well in terms of the high flying, the quick, the quick style. Of them. And we'll discuss it, obviously, you know, how a theme fits a wrestler, the, the tempo and that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my honorable mentions. Uh, I will say though, uh, a caveat here, uh, my five, um, this isn't, this isn't really in any order to be honest with you. Um, this is just a, a, my five. So, uh, although I think number one actually is the only one that's actually in order. Uh, but two through five are just uh, are mishmash, if you will. So I'll highlight first. I'll, I'll go a little a little deep with this one, actually. Uh, TNA, a TNA theme, uh, Raven's theme called Scream. <laughs> Have you uh, heard of this one, Chris? It's uh, a ripoff of Come As You Are by Nirvana. I know, I know it. I know I've heard it a million times. It's just one of those ones that's not fresh in my mind. Um, I'm, in general, a big fan of, of a lot of Raven's themes, though, so that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a good choice to go with. It was very, it's a lot more industrial, I think, a lot dirtier than his previous themes, uh, just in terms of the instrumental parts of it. Uh, there's like a part where it's like, there's like a, I don't know how to describe it, it's like a, it's like a wave sound coming on in the background. Where it almost sounds like it's cl- there's a like clapping in a way. I think that, that sort of fits like his cult leader type thing, where you know, put the the, uh, the the flock and uh, raven's nest and that kind of stuff. So I thought that, that was very fitting for him. There's also uh, I have to mention that from time to time, uh, someone in the background will scream 
Raven, which is just, you know, <laughs> that's just great. So that's the number five, uh, Scream, Ravens, Theme, and TNA. So what's uh, your honorable mentions at number five, Chris? Before I get into that, I do want to say that we're we're only scratching the surface on any of these themes that we mentioned. Absolutely. For most of these, I would imagine you're going to get like a full detailed breakdown yeah. uh, when we either do an album review or theme history or what have you. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- this is just a cursory introduction to, you know, just some of the themes that we that kind of shaped our, you know, wrestling theme fandom at different levels so you're gonna get the full breakdown you know this yeah. podcast this podcast is not just gonna be us going oh i really like that song oh me too oh cool you know it's not it's definitely not gonna be that i think we have a lot to offer in terms of analysis i just wanted to touch on that um just you know just in case anyone was like oh well, i don't need to listen to this this is dumb yeah i assure you that this is definitely not dumb okay this is, this is a big time podcast here you know Andrew, my honorable mentions for my fave five themes. Uh, I got to start this off with with a man that whose themes we will be exploring very soon. And I got to start this off with the Undertaker's theme from WWF The Music Volume 3. Oh. Now, I'm a big-time Undertaker theme fan. There's no question. Yep. But WWF The Music Volume 3 holds a very special place in my heart. I'm still, I'm convinced it's still one of my top 10 albums of all time. Not just wrestling music, just albums in general. This album, and we're going to get into this when we actually do an album review episode of this, but this album, I was inseparable with this album from the ages of like 8 to 10 or 11 or until WWF The Music Volume 4 came out. I was attached to this album. And uh, I think, and this is a hot take here, so get ready. Hot take coming through, yep, yep. I think this is by far the best Undertaker theme. Really? This version. And I, and I, and I do believe that Rich agrees with me. Rich Krejci, not Andrew Rich. Um, that's interesting. Favorite Undertaker themes. Gee, I wonder, I wonder where we can discuss such a thing in the future. Hmm. Maybe, maybe a couple of weeks from now. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll see what little happens. Idea, we'll see what you happens. Know, plant just, a little seed. Plant a little seed. Moving on. Another Volume 3 theme, mm-hmm. and another hot take. I think The Rock's Volume 3 theme song is his best theme song by far. No question. There, you know, there's no question, you know? Uh, I, I don't know what people think this is here. Stop with the Lance. We can't keep doing Joe Lance impression. <laughs> I mean, I just do that regularly in my everyday life, but... Uh... Okay. <laughs> now, that is actually how I talk, so... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. it. I'll allow you know, it. I'm a I'm an Italian from Long Island, so okay. Uh, so there you go. But yeah, the Rock's Volume Three theme, which is my favorite rock theme, uh, I think also I think Rich also agrees with that one. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Moving on, every Dragon Gate theme ever, besides the one that I'm going to mention, I tried to only keep it to one mm-hmm. because if I just went down the list with Dragon Gate themes, we'd be here all night. You know. Yeah. And finally, finishing up with my last honorable mention, a more recent one, and one that I'm not sure if we're going to have the opportunity to talk about at least immediately, maybe in a theme shuffle episode. Yep. But Baron Corbin, his theme, Superhuman. I love this fucking theme. I don't know about you. I hear this theme, I get all, I get all hyped up. I, I really, it's, it's just, and it's such a simple, you know, and it's such a simple, just like breakdowny metal riff it's kind of a little mm-hmm. bit genty it's it's just so heavy and it's just such a cool riff yeah, a couple a bunch of cool riffs in there uh and i i love this theme it gets me all fired up you know i i stand and pace in my den that i don't have so baron corbin 
Uh, the uh, what, what's his what's his nickname? The Lone Wolf. The Lone Wolf. The Lone Wolf. Either that or Big Bant. Big Bant. Yeah. Big Bant. That was yeah. That was big, what I was big, looking for. Big Banter. Big Banter. Baron Corbin and uh, Big. I think uh, an alternative one is Big Breakfast. Baron Corbin. I think he said that on like, on like Reddit or something, or something. Big Big Breakfast will be when uh, when he gets released and he does the uh, World Tag League with Nakanishi. That'll yes. that'll be. Big banter. I think you know that was prevalent for a little while, and then it faded away. I think we got to bring that back. Big well, banter. If he, if he keeps doing the, those great promos on you know, on Talking Smack, Smack, yeah, Talking Smack, he he'll have that nickname for the rest of his life. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of calling people by their nicknames, uh, especially like a guy who has like 17 like Roman Reigns. Do you rem- do you remember like early early singles push Roman Reigns where like he'd be walking down from the crowd and Michael Cole would be like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. the big dog, the powerhouse, the juggernaut, the blue chipper, and just like listing off all of these nicknames. The <laughs> like, leader oh. of the leader of the Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's settle down here. You know, this one guy has like seventeen nicknames, but uh, you know, big fan of calling people by their nicknames. But this this is the same announcer. You know, you know, fifty times a day you'll see Big Red. For Eric Rowan, <laughs> it only lasted for like a couple of weeks, but I mean, that, he said oh. he said it like nonstop. For yeah, Eric Rowan, big red. That, that was the absolute height of like nickname hilarity yeah. from Michael Cole. That was that was something special there, big red. That was great. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Eric Rowan's theme, by the way, because I have some interesting analysis uh, for that puppy. Maybe we'll do an entire Wyatt family theme history episode. And we'll just we'll break them all down. But that one I'm very excited for. There we go. I'm excited to talk about Bray Wyatt's theme in general. I mean, it's yeah. Great, great, great entrance music. You know? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So what is your number five? I don't think we got to that one yet. My number five. Uh, and this is really in no order. These are just five re- really important songs to me. And I got to go with Break the Walls Down, Chris Jericho's theme oh, yeah. by Jim Johnston and Adam Marinoff. Any version of this song is a fantastic pro wrestling theme song. You know, no matter how you slice it, it's just a tremendous song. Yeah. And I cannot wait to do a Chris Jericho episode. Because when you think about it, he has a really interesting theme history, and yet people only really associate him with Break the Walls Down. But even going back to Japan, he has a a, a very rich theme history that I, I really would like to sink my teeth into. Um, so I think that that might be one of our first uh, first selections, yeah. or at least my first selections for an episode one of the topic. First, yeah, definitely. But break the walls down, Chris Jericho, fantastic theme song. Now, does that include crank the walls down, the Jericho theme? Does that include it? You know, I I, I count that as being separate, but I do love that. Okay. I do love that mashup, and I I'm, I'm very anxious to talk about that because uh, yeah. I cannot just just mainly for the fact that I really want to sing it on that episode. Right, and we will. Oh, we will. We, we will. will. There's no, there's no, there's no question. Absolutely, loud and proud. Okay, so that's number five, Chris. My number four. Uh, I think this example, this example of how when you start watching wrestling, like a certain era, the themes that you listen to are ones that really stick with you the most. This is an example of that. We go back to the mid two thousands. This is number four. Kane, Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven. <laughs> Now, Kane's had uh, a bunch of different themes, uh, most of them variations in the same little riff. But this is the only one, I think, that has lyrics in it. 
and it's like an actual cover song. But uh, I love this theme so much, just in terms of like that ri- that guitar riff. I think is just what makes it so great. That that da na 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 na, just the reverb on it, and uh, the lyrics coming in, and it's just when you think of Kane, you think you know of this you know the big monster, this big you know this crazy giant man. But when you add slow chemical to it gives him like a, a little bit more character to him i think you know i think lyrics go a long way with helping with that you know what i mean i do i think at the time a lot of people thought giving kane a theme with lyrics and a theme by finger 11 at that might have been a misstep for his character i really enjoy that song though i think it's a tremendous song um although it is linked to a time period of kane that i'm not the biggest fan of um you know, lighting Jim Ross on fire. Yeah. Who did he electrocute? Was that Shane? He, Shane McMahon's nutsack was yeah, Shane's a, nutsack. Victim, a victim of Kane's electrocution. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of nutsack Kane. I think at the same time he had, like, that black cloth he had over his head. Yeah, which, by the way, Taz invented that. I don't know if you know that. Uh, but wearing a towel on your head. Hold I don't on, know if you know it. On, first first, that, that down. first mm-hmm. person ever to do that was, uh, was Taz. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Slow Chemical. I think it's just a really kick-ass song in general. I I, I, I believe, uh, and that whole Forceful Entry album is uh, is loaded with with great themes. Um, I think it, I think part of it helps too is that it's like, it's like a real song. Not that other themes aren't real songs, but like it has lyrics, it has a melody, it's got you know it's like a, a, a complete package. And I think it helps Kane, you know, in the broad sense. I think it translates over to the actual rest of Kane. So that's on number four, Slow Chemical. Uh, what do you got? Number four, I went with uh, Gangrel slash The Brood's theme, Blood. I fucking love this song. <laughs> this, this to me, beyond being a fantastic wrestling theme. It is great. I must have listened to this song every day of my life from the ages of like eight to ten. And I still listen to it this day, and I still uncover new layers or new things that pop out in the mix that I didn't pick up on when I was a kid or, you know, throughout my entire life. You know, it's, just, it's still, it's so multi-layered and it's so genre-bending. It has, like, a hip-hop groove to it, but it's also very dark rock. It has these weird yeah. wah guitars. It's very horror. It's very, you know, it's all of these things. It melded together. It fit them perfectly. They looked cool as fuck walking down to the ring, kind of bopping along to it. Yep. And it's just a great theme song. And very, very recognizable intro, you know, with the with the, the backwards breathing and, the, you know, the weird messages. Yep. It's just, th- this is just wrestling theme song 101. Uh, I think a tremendous job by Jim Johnston here uh, and and it's it has to be in the fave five for me because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't I don't think I don't think anything really comes close to this in terms of just a, just a composition an instrumental composition that you hear that and you're like yeah that was the fucking brood all right then that was the fucking brood number three for me we're going across the ocean Chris we're going to the land of the rising sun and we're going to listen or at least talk about number three Kaze ni nare Minoru fucking Suzuki. Holy jumping Jesus. 
you and I are so in sync on this. I also had Katsai Ninare, and I also had it at number three. Oh, my God. Look at that. Uh, I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, it's anthemic. It's uh, just balls to the wall. Uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Ayumi uh, Nakamura. Thank you. She just has this powerful voice that is just, like, inspiring. And really, it says a lot, I think, when Suzuki, who is a full-blown heel, comes out of the ring, and when that when she hits that, when she hits that, everyone sings. And it's like, nothing like it. I mean, it's hard to describe how great it is, man. It really... It's the perfect. It's really the perfect theme, and you have the sing-along aspect to it, which is yep. which is great. It's just so fucking catchy, and, yeah. and now there's two versions of this theme. And when we do our Suzuki Gun theme history episode, we will break down all the versions of it and, and go a little bit more in, into detail. But mm-hmm. the the version that he uses now, it's just perfection. Uh, very, very heavily inspired by Eye of the Tiger, I think most would pick up on. Uh, and just, this song just fucking pumps you up. And it is inspiring. And it is, you listen to this, and you're like, whatever you're doing, you are you are about to go do that in the most Minoru Suzuki way possible, mm-hmm. and you're going to kick young children off of the ring apron. It really makes up for the fact that he has Taichi in his stable, I think. Well, uh, you know, let's let's not go crazy here. Okay, never mind. Okay, fine. Although maybe, Taichi, maybe Taichi's it's not that, theme, it's not that great. <laughs> maybe Taichi's theme itself. Uh, if we can get a hold of that, because it's it's very hard to come across because they usually dub it over. But if we could ever get a hold of Taichi's theme, I'd really like to just do a full dissection of that theme and that entrance and that just horrible man. He's a scoundrel. He's a cheater. He does have. A, he's away with ladies, but that's no excuse for the way he acts. You gotta have, you have to have honor, Taichi. You gotta have ethics. Man. Listen, listen. The guy can't choose between his women. He can't even choose between the pair of pants. You know, he has to change pants in the middle of his matches. So, how do you expect him to to be monogamous? So his can get quite hot. So you know, sometimes if it's a little hot out, break away the pants, break out the shorts. You know, what are you gonna do? It's a simple thing. But listen, I agree with the most part. Man, the man is a bit of a wraith. He's a bit of a scoundrel. So I really do wonder. If Taiichi has ever worn, remember those like zip-off shorts that everyone wore in fifth grade? Do I remember them? I wore them. Yeah, see, see, this is why we're doing this podcast here. Because you had to have the, I think that was like, they gave you the textbooks, you know, they gave you your school supplies, and then they gave you the Old Navy zip-off shorts and said, here you go, yep. have fun looking like a fucking doof. Have fun carrying around two little you know, pieces of fabric. <laughs> You gotta find it. You gotta put them in your backpack. If you don't have your backpack, you gotta just stuff them in your pockets like awkwardly. It's like, come on, and, man. And where were you supposed to even do that? Do you do that in the classroom where everyone looks at this yeah. fucking goof unzipping pieces of his clothing? Do you do it in the bathroom where you get it all dirty with the floor germs? Do you have to take your shoes off? It's, it's just... Yeah, exactly. Do you take your shoes off? Do you keep them on? Do you, you know, where do you put them? You know, uh, what? It's it's all. It's just a mess. Thank God we're on. Thank God we're past that. that. A horrible time in fashion history. And you know what? I guarantee you Taiichi was on the cutting edge of that development because he really loves more than form. I would say he loves function in his clothing. Uh, and I think that's that is just really evident. Um, why are we talking about this? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's get right back to the topic at hand. A fave five, dog. Let's see. We both had number three, Kazuni and Ade. 
Number two, uh, Chris, why don't you go with number two since we both had, both had uh, number three procrastinating today. All right. Uh, number two, I went with, and now this was very hard for me. This is very hard to not make this number one because as, as, as far back as I can remember, this was like the song for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with X-Pac, Make Some Noise Bow. by Chris Warren and Jim Johnston. Make some noise! X-Pac! Think you can tell us what to do? Yeah. Think you can tell us what to win? <laughs> Think you better? Yeah. Well, you better get ready to bow to the master. Now, let me tell you something. I have I have stories about this song, and I will save I'll I'll, I'll save a lot of that for when we actually break down, yep. pun intended, X Pac's theme yep. with the rest yep. of the DX themes. But what I will say is that when I found out that the the very beginning, you know, right after it goes, when I when I found out <laughs> that the words were make some noise and not just the guy yelling X Pac, I, I was devastated because my entire adolescent life i had been i had been led to believe that he was just yelling i thought he was really? yelling Xbox. yeah i didn't know he was yelling make some noise i found that out and you want to know how i found this out there was there was a cd at uh at walgreens i think or rite aid or one of those uh one of those convenience stores yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever it was a cd of these these horrible covers of of wrestling themes, of attitude era themes, which, by the way, if we if I can track some of these down, I want to do an episode on these. What? Uh, what? Excuse me. What? Covers of, of themes by covers like, by like real bands? Like, no, who, no, no, who no, 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 no. They were like these really, these really low rent like dollar store versions of like attitude era themes. This uh, this is important because this was before I was really aware that these were covers i thought it was just like a compilation of a bunch of themes i was like oh this right. doesn't yep. this doesn't look official but i don't have some of these so i'll pick this up mm-hmm. and they were horrible covers and in the beginning of the x-pac theme i turn it on i hear the and the guy yells make some noise and i was like wait a, that's that's not it and then i sat on it for a little while and i was like wait a minute is that it and then i started to listen really closely and i was like son of a bitch he says, make some noise. This entire time, I thought he was yelling X-Pac, and which I thought it was hilarious. And me and all my friends are, X-Pac, X-Pac. And, like, it's just like, it's, and one of my friends was like, oh, it sounds like he's like throwing up the word X-Pac. And I, I was like, yeah, this is, this is incredible. I love this theme. That day is, I, I'm pretty sure that's the day that I like grew up and realized that things aren't always what you think they are. And things aren't always what you remember them to be. Mm-mm. And... This theme, while still one of my favorite wrestling themes of all time, for some reason, I was obsessed with X-Pac and obsessed with this theme. But there's there's a little asterisk because I thought all this time he was yelling X-Pac and he's yelling make some noise. Does it really make that much of a difference to anybody but me on this planet? I highly doubt it. But for me, I mean, this Chris Warren throwing up the word X-Pac was my childhood and... It was unceremoniously taken away from me by these these horrible musicians that recorded these horrible covers of wrestling themes and then sold them on CD at Walgreens for like $17 back in the day because CDs were really expensive. So that is my story. That is story number one. 
pertaining to X-Pac's theme song. More to come. Looking, not looking, recollecting the theme, the original, I can sort of see where you would get X-Pac, maybe, but I never thought it was X-Pac, to be honest with you. I thought I was always saying, make some noise, mainly because I looked it up, you know, and it's called Make Some Noise. (laughs) Well, listen, back in the day, I only had the back of WWF The Music Volume 3, and it had no song titles. All it said was X-Pac, three minutes and 13 seconds or whatever it was. You know, there's no song titles. So what am I, what am I to think? I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Okay, so that was number two. Uh, my number two is uh, we're going to a different promotion now. ECW, uh, off of an album called ECW Extreme Music. And it's a cover, actually, of a popular song is Bruce Dickinson's cover of The Zoo, which I believe was Bam Bam Bigelow. Coming at this from multiple directions. One, big Iron Maiden fan. Love Iron Maiden. Me too. Two, yep. Two, love the Scorpions. Me they, too. They, fan of them as well so bruce dickinson solo doing the scorpions cover is excellent right there but uh i think just the like with the ravens theme i think the grittiness of it and just the drive the sound of it i think that goes a long way because ecw very gritty very uh very disgusting, and, and I mean them in the nice, nicest possible way. So having just a just a, a down and dirty cover of the zoo, uh, done by Dickinson, uh, is very very apropos. And uh, even something like you know the way Bruce Dickinson sings with like this weird vocal effect on him, um, and when he goes you know goes to the chorus, these hits those Bruce Dickinson high notes, and it's just this whole collection of of great sounds that I fell in love with when I first heard it. And even to this day, you know, it's on my iTunes. For time to time, time, I'll I'll press play on it. And hearing that opening of that just chills down my spine. It's so great. So excellent. So that's my number two, the Zoo, uh, Bruce Dickinson's cover of it for ECW Extreme Music. Uh, Just a badass rock song. So uh, moment of truth, Chris. What is your number one? My number one, and uh, you know, I don't know if this is my absolute favorite theme of all time, but right now, in this current moment, right. uh, I would say that is my favorite wrestling theme, just because of the fact that whenever it comes on, I just get so incredibly happy. Uh, I never skip it. If I'm shuffling through, I never skip it. You know, it comes on in the car. I'm singing every word, even though I don't know the language. My number one is Masaaki Mochizuki's theme, Kitsudorake no Eku. Sung by Masaaki Mochizuki himself. He sings his own theme song. It's incredible. Either this is the least talked about instance of a wrestler sing, singing his own theme song or I've been horribly misled 
but all signs point to Mochizuki is singing his own theme song. And let me tell you, my friend, this song is incredible, first of all. It's catchy as all hell. And it has a, again, it has another crowd participation aspect to it because while the crowd does not sing it, whenever Mochi comes out, the crowd yells, Mochi, in the beginning, and they do a little fist pump. And let me tell you, you know, I'm up 4.30 in the morning. I'm sitting down. I got my, uh, got my Nico Nico up. I'm watching my Dragon Gate. I'm, I'm doing my, uh, I'm doing my little fist pump. And I'm singing, uh, I'm singing Mochizuki's theme song. Because it's a tremendous song for a tremendous man. What a, what a guy. I hear this and I just think about Mochizuki just kicking people in the fucking head. And, and really, that's what I want to be thinking about at all times. Because what's, what's better than that? What in life is better than Masaki Mochizuki? I, 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 you know, I dare you to, to tell me. To give, me a, give me a name. Give me a name. Who's better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that was. That, I, I'm going to count that as our first burial on the show because I'm. I'm. That was. That was very exaggerated. There. That was exaggerated. Uh, if I had to give a give a name better than Masaki Mochizuki, I mean, I'm not just talking about wrestlers. I'm just talking about humans. Who is who is a better human than Masaki Mochizuki? Uh, Henry Winkler, perhaps. I mean. He's such a nice guy. People say he's such a nice guy, so... You know, I do love Happy Days. Um, you know, Henry Winkler's a solid human. I'll give him that. This is Mochizuki. Uh, no. No. I, I, I don't accept that. Next. Satoshi Kojima. Ooh. He is a great human being. There. Happy? You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not, I'm not going to argue, alright? Especially in the interest of not getting kicked off this podcast network. But but I, I will say this, though. Satoshi Kojima does not sing his own theme song. His theme song is an instrumental. A fantastic instrumental, by the way. Oh, no doubt, yes. Fantastic instrumental. All right, uh, let's get off the Lost Island, and uh, let's go to number one. So, uh, flashback to starting out as a wrestling fan. And uh, Chris, take a guess. I'm a new wrestling fan, WWE. Who do you, who do you think is my most hated group of wrestlers at the time ah i'm gonna go with la resistance that would be incorrect sir (laughs) my most hated my most detested the most vile group of professional wrestlers walking the aisle with their own style is a group of wrestlers known as evolution triple h randy orton batista rick flair mark jindrak Sort of. Well, okay, fine. Mark Jindrak. Well, uh, in, Jin- one, in, Jindrak in, one, listen, in one in one photo, in one listen, photo, Mark Jindrak. Listen, Jindrak is canon. If there's one thing that I want to put across on, on on this platform here that we have been so graciously provided, Jindrak is canon. All right. That's our motto. Jindrak is canon. Anyway, anyway, I hated them. They always won. They won all the gold. They beat my favorite wrestlers like Shawn Michaels and Rob Van Dam. And Shelton Benjamin, when he had that singles run. So, with that, all that said, my number one pick for my Fave 5 theme, Line in the Sand by Motorhead.
talk about, I guess, riffs and anthems. I mean, when Motor, when Lemmy kicks in to that chorus, and it just the bass is loud, the guitar is loud, the drums are kicking, and he's just wailing. I've seen the line in the sand. I hate Evolution, but I just I love that song so much. It just fills me with like a smugness and just this this this, this bad badass attitude because I know like I can run the world with it. And when that you know the, the riffs just running right through me, and it's just so ah, it's so kick-ass, man. Uh, even though I I hate them so much, I, I love the theme. So Land in the Sand, it's my number one pick. Uh, Motorhead, you know, probably going with Motorhead. So, I mean, there you go. Interesting. And that's another theme that uh, I am fascinated with the evolution, no pun intended, of that theme as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, there were some early versions there that, that I, I remember being uh, very interesting, just, even just in terms of uh, little sound effects and things in the intro and things they were doing and different guys had a different intro. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking about... Uh, evolution at large and, and, and their themes uh, and, and the evolution of that theme. How many more times can I possibly say evolution? Exactly. Uh, big, big Red. <laughs> Roman Empire. Uh, yeah, uh, speaking of, of that, I mean, I remember playing, do you remember playing uh, WrestleMania 19? Yes. For the GameCube? With, with Kurt, Kurt Angle on the cover, right? Kurt Angle on the cover. Kurt Angle, I think Lesnar and Austin, I think was on the cover. Something like that. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, I remember Randy Orton's theme song for then for that video game. It was, it is very proto evolution in terms of the ticking clock, the little the riff. Uh, it's very very similar in terms of the the, the bare bone structure of, of the line of the sand. That would move that of course then when evolution came about, then Jim Johnston did the actual I guess the the music of music of the song, and then Motorhead came in and did the actual line of the sand. So you can see, you know, even when Randy Orton's singles career, you know, in the late 2000, 2002, 2003, you could see that it was on its way to becoming the Evolution theme song. And that's just a sample of what you're going to get when we really sink our teeth into these theme mm-hmm. histories and get into all this stuff. So that's our fave fives, though. And like we said, they're they are locked in. And never again will we uh, never again will we make any uh, amendments to our fave fives. So that's what it is until we die. I think uh, in the interest of moving this podcast along, I think we should jump right into our unfave five themes. So yes, our our unfave five, and I'll start off with my dishonorable mentions. I, I got a couple here. Uh, first off, this one is a is annoying as all hell, but I give it a pass because it fits the. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be annoying. The right to censor theme it is terrible. What, what are you talking about? It's that's a beautiful that's I listen I sleep to that I don't know <laughs> it's it's the most annoying sounds you could hear but it's got a purpose it's supposed to you know get in your you know, get in your in your gills I guess you could say and just it's I can't it's just buzzers and, and alarms and like a, a weird backbeat in the, in the back I, I love the back let, let, let me tell you something about that backbeat when that backbeat comes in. I, there's no way I'm sitting down. I, I get up. It's buried. You know, I, I, I start to do some some hardcore dancing. I love that. I don't know what you're talking about. That that's a tremendous theme. 
according to you, maybe, but not not by me. Well, I mean, I'll give it a I'll give I'll give it a pass because that's it's its purpose. But listen, the, the the people the people know the truth. Jin Drac is canon, and the right to censor theme is top notch. Okay, fine. Anyway, moving on to my other December mention, uh, Eve Torres's theme. She looks good. She looks good. You there's a there's a trend recently, of course, auto tune, but this is just unlistenable auto tune. It's it's Brie mode taking up a notch. It's ugh. At least at least Brie mode is just like that opening thing. This is like ugh, God. Listen, I know this is your dishonorable mentions, but yeah, Eve Torres, she looks good. That's a part of my list. Not the version you're thinking of, though. Okay. I'm talking about the first version. The, ver- the very first version. It's even worse than, than the remix version. It's just one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. And this was also around the time period, uh, around the time period where we, she would come out and like spastically dance and look like she was having an epileptic fit. And it was just very bizarre. Eve Torres never had a good theme. Never had a good theme. There are some wrestlers in, in general who never had a good theme. And we'll get, we'll get to them later on, I guess, in, in the podcast. So those are my dishonorable mentions. There are a couple, of course, and I'm probably you know, not forget, forgetting. Number five for me, uh, I, I have you know different reasons, of course, for why these are on my uh, unfave five. Uh, number five would be uh, Hornswoggle slash Finley's theme, He's My Da. The reason why it's not a terrible song, but it repl- when Finley turned face, it replaced Lambeg as original theme, which was fucking great. And instead, it, Lambeg was this this badass, this Celtic warrior, you know, not for shameless, obviously, this Celt, this this Belfast badass, beating the shit out of people with his with his, with his shillelagh, you know, in bars or whatever. And all of a sudden, he turns face, and it's this. It's, it's a joke. It's a it's travesty. Finley. It's Finley for fuck's sake. It's fit fucking Finley, and you turn him into this. Oh god, I can't, I can't even talk about it. It's it's annoying as all hell. I'm with you. I'm with you. That was, you, you know, you ever want to take someone ultra serious, ultra, just a real air of real actual violence and danger about him, and give him that song. You know, you could have Sh- Shibata could come out to that song. <laughs> and uh, besides, besides hiding your wives, you'd be laughing at them because it's a fucking, it's a fucking goofy song. Topical humor, topical humor. You know, hide your kids, hide your wife. It's Katsuyori Shibata. Absolutely. What is your, what are your dishonorable mentions, uh, good sir? Well, we're gonna start this off. Um, now, I already mentioned Eve. She was on my list, uh, so I guess I'll, st- I'll stick her at number five because we already, we already discussed that. Yep. Uh, my dishonorable mention. I only have one. But it is as dishonorable as they come. I actually don't know how this didn't make number one. There was a time from September to November 2010 when some genius decided, hey, you know you know the best part of our truth You know that, that catchy song that everyone likes, everyone says what's up to? Oh, no. Yeah, let's, let, let's change that. Oh, oh, no. Let's go ahead. No, no, please. And please. Uh, you know, I, think, I think it's the right time. I think it's the right time not only for for him to get Buck. I think I think it's the right time for him to get Crunk. Da-na. 
somebody went ahead with this, all right? Somebody oh, went ahead. God. They made the song. He wrote the song. Which, by the way, one of the worst... Just one of the worst created... Just one of the worst sounding songs. Just a very displeasurable experience for your ears. Mm-hmm. And not only did this fall flat, but Michael Cole, the very first night that he used this song, and this was this was in the era of Heel Cole. Michael Cole fucking buried this song on commentary the first time he used it. <laughs> Yo, our truth is coming out. He goes, "Right time for me to get bucked. Right time for me to get crunk." And then Michael Cole, without missing a beat, goes, "How about it's junk?" And then that was it. No one's going along with it. The kids were they would not they were not having any part of this. They were not saying it into the microphone. I'm pretty sure people said what's up still when he gave them the microphone. If they gave it to me, I would have went into this full rant that I've been doing right here. Why would you change that song? That's the best thing about our truth. Why would you change the song? This, uh, to change it to the worst possible song ever created. I am a musician. I am offended that somebody took the time to make this song. Not only make it, but let other people hear it and experience it and play it in an arena full of people where mass riots could have occurred. People could have died! This song fucking sucks! I don't like this song. I don't know how it didn't make number one. As a matter of fact, I'm changing my list. This song is number one. This is, I hate this song. Andrew, Andrew, I hate this song. Wait a minute now. I, I hate this song. I'm changing my list. Aud- this Audible is now number is one. Called. This is wow. number, yes, Audible. I wish it was not Audible. This is, this I wish is, I never had to experience right time for me to get buck. I wish I never, uh, yeah. And I'm sorry for those of you who didn't know about this song. I'm sorry that I even brought this into your stream of consciousness. Don't look it up. Don't find it on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I'm going on YouTube and I'm flagging every single video that includes this song. I'm going to sit. I'm going to look. I'm going to flag them all. It's going to be taken down, hopefully erased from the entire internet. I'm going to call F Society. I'm going to have them hack the WWE servers. I'm going to have them hack Jim Johnston's home. I'm going to have them hack R-Truth's computer and his phone. And I'm going to destroy every trace of this song because it fucking sucks well after a rant like that i only have one thing to say right time you gonna get got <laughs> that's all i have to say my my number four i was not a- around i was not watching wrestling i was not watching wcw during its heyday but going back and you're rewatching old clips i stumbled upon this wrestler by the name of diamond dallas page oh and I thought this song's great. I, this song, is this smells like Teen Spirit. I know it's a ripoff, but I like it a lot. You know, it's it's catchy and it, it's very energetic and it's it fits him. You know, he's, 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 it's I like it a lot. Like like it a lot. And then I looked up when DDP went to WWF at the time as part of the invasion. And then <laughs> I looked up DDP's theme song when he was part of the WWF. Jesus. Christ, you cannot have a more appropriate theme song for DDP's WWF career. You went from WCW, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. 
bound and now and I'm bound, you know, wherever the riff went to Yo, it's me, it's me, it's D D P Where the fuck did the character go? Where the where did the fun go? I guess it's appropriate, of course, because this is the same career run in WWF where he was stalking the Undertaker's fucking wife. <laughs> he went from being the people's champion, coming through the crowd, self high five, bang, diamond cutter, you know, back the camera up, snap into this, to stalking the Undertaker's wife and getting his ass kicked by the Undertaker's wife on television and just having such an abysmal run in the company. Yes, he was a tag team champion with Canyon. Yes, he was a European champion. Yes, he wrestled WrestleMania, you know, 18 and beat Christian. But good God, that fucking theme song, it was just, it was such the antithesis of DDP and what people loved about DDP. Fuck. You know, I love DDP. So do I. I, I. I love him. I think he's a wonderful human. I do yoga with him five nights a week. This song. Not only is it the shits. You're absolutely right. All I remember, and the only version I've ever had of this song, is a version that I downloaded from Kazaa with commentary from, uh, I believe, Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. And the only thing I remember... For, from this about this about this entire song is and this is right right as the invasion started Paul Heyman on commentary going Diamond Dallas Page is a WCW wrestler and like going on this entire rant about how he shouldn't be there or some shit like that that's all I remember about this fucking song I just remember Paul Heyman ranting on commentary but you're right it fucking sucks I mean the intro was kind of cool I mean but the song itself is just so lackluster. It is and it, bland as bland can be. It is. It, it really is. It's 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 a it's a J A T. Just a theme. I mean, I, I can't even. You were very upset over our truth and right time. I'm not as upset over that with DDP, but still, in terms of like changing themes, because they had they they I, I presume they they bought the themes. With the purchase of WC, they, they could have used it. Yeah, I, I I guess it just gets a little bit dicey when it's so close to an actual song. But then again, maybe they... I don't even think they gave a fuck. They had, they had DDP come in, as you said, as the secret stalker. Like, what does that even have to do with anything? Of course they gave him a shitty new theme. They don't care. They don't care about the history. They don't care about his existing character. They came in, he came in, they made him a, a, a secret stalker. That's like if they fucking, if they brought Sting in at that time and made him like a golfer or something, just something completely has nothing to do with him. Kerwin Borden. It could work. I'm just saying. It could work. Oh, oh, oh. You you planted that seed. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about... uh. About oh. a Mr. Chavo Guerrero. Hello a little there. A l- l- little bit later on in the show. Okay. So what is your uh, number four, Chris? Well, you know, I'm all mixed up now because uh, I talked about Eve before. She was my number five. I called an audible. I made R-Truth my number one. It's all over the place, yep. I'm going to do a little bit of revisionist history. I'm going okay. to okay. make Eve Torres my dishonorable mention. Okay. Uh, I'm going to sh- then shift everything up. So now mm-hmm. this is my number five. Okay. Since I've already done my number one, 
I'm going to drop on you right now. Are you ready to enter the queendom? Because I'm not. Because when you enter the queendom, what welcomes you is a fucking terrible song by Jackie O. I'm talking about Stephanie McMahon's current theme song, Welcome to the Queendom. Style and grace, I'm never gonna be done. Lean on in, now welcome to the Queendom. The Queendom, where the kings bow down. They relinquish the crown. Y'all gonna hit me now. I just turn that around and make you love me, love me, love me. Andrew, is there a worse theme in wrestling today? Is there a worse anything in wrestling today than Stephanie McMahon and her theme song? Well, I mean, Stephanie McMahon and all of her traits aside, just this theme, it's just a collection of really bad sounds. Like her other, I'm all grown up, like that was fine. You know, that was okay, you know. It fit her too because it was a few years apart from, you know, you know, you know, DX, not DX, you know, the McMahon Helmsley regime and the Alliance. Yeah, the Alliance. So it's like, yeah, she's grown up. She's a SmackDown GM. You know, she's kind of, you know, running things a little bit. But that is, I mean, that is the greatest song ever compared to this one. And it's by the same person. That's the thing. It's by the same person. This this Jackie O. This, 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 this rapper, Jackie O. She made what was a fitting theme song and an acceptable theme song to the ear. And then she turned around and made this piece of shit. It's a horrible song. Moving on. To my uh, number three pick, uh, we mentioned Blandness in terms of DDP's theme. DDP's theme, this WWF theme, that is that is Under a Glass Moon by Dream Theater. That is Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> that is Through the Fire and Flames in terms of technical prowess and shit time, time changes and, and, and effort <laughs> and anything of note. In comparison to my number three, and all I'll say is this, Chris. David fucking Flair is my number three. What a, what a, what a, what a great Titantron that is. And Rick, no, David Flair clutching his wristbands. Ric Flair just looking into the distance. Ric, in the Flair, Ric Flair looking, <laughs> That's looking, it. looking absolutely livid. That's it. Ric Flair looking like he just heard right time for me to get Buck. Is That's what he looks like right there. And David Flair just like, you know, playing with his hands or whatever. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember some flashing, uh, like a flashing really like Windows 95 graphics. A horrible song. A horrible Titantron, and uh, a horrible member of the Flair family. It's like someone programmed a keyboard to get one of those like basic riffs in, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just they just set it off on repeat for for ten minutes at a clip. Just and they recorded that and just edited it all down to, to, to two and a half. I. It's oh my god. There's no originality to it. There's nothing notable about it at all. I mean, it's just there. It's it's there's nothing. This is the epitome of just a theme. Yes. Uh, and I love the way you set this up with Dream Theater and Dragon Force, because well, I, 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 I'm I'm pretty sure there are more notes in like a millisecond of a Dream Theater song, or like a millis half a millisecond of a Dragon Force song, than there are in this entire song. There's like three notes. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, four. I think like three, four. 
That's it. No, no, because the first two are the same note. So that's three. And all right, all right, all right. There's a there's a harmony. There's there's a, there's harmony guitars. So okay. there's six notes from memory. I'm just going off memory. Six notes in this entire song. John Petrucci can do sick notes without even playing his guitar. I guess it's kind of fitting though for David Flair of all people. That's true. That boring and generic a theme song for a boring and generic man. That's true. It should really be a one note song because he was he's a very one note performer, you know. He he had his little crowbar and you know he had his crazy eyes. But mm-hmm. uh I, I believe Kevin Mann said it best. You know, he David Flair, he doesn't look imposing. He looks like he should be on a Christmas card. Kevin Mann also said it best when he said David Flair is the epitome of look, Dad, I'm wrestling. Look at look at me, Dad, I'm wrestling. That is David Flair. So uh, my number two. Oh wait, no, 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 it's your turn. You go. Yeah. So you you start it, or you're, wherever you're next, whatever. I I don't even know with numbers anymore. I just know that I have three more, and my uh, my next one is a song that I'm sure you're very familiar with. You may even like this song. Okay. But uh, I don't. It is James Storm. It is Long Necks and Rednecks by Dale Oliver and Serge Salinas. It's just a bad country song. I, I'm not a big fan of country music. You know, I, I can get a little bit into it. You know, maybe maybe a little John Denver. You know, maybe, uh, maybe a little Towns Van Zant. Maybe, uh... If, if the mood hits me right. But not Dale Oliver. And not Serge Salinas. I'm sorry. Uh, this song is the shits. The one redeeming aspect of this song, I will say. You know in the intro, where it's like, uh, I'm a Greek swimming, moonshine sipping, blah blah blah, whatever the fuck. You know, what, you know that, that, little, yep. that little thing in the intro. Yep. Do you remember... The Nickelodeon show, Hey Dude. Hey Dude. I barely, but I do remember it. Yes. Well, that part of James Storm's theme song reminds me of uh, part of the Hey Dude theme song at the end, where it would say, You better watch out for those man-eating jackrabbits and that killer cacti. It reminds me of that. Um, and that makes me smile, because I enjoyed that show very much. Uh, that was a tremendous show. And a tremendous theme song, Hey Dude. But... I would honestly rather be subjected to the man-eating jackrabbits and the killer cacti than be forced to listen to Long Necks and Rednecks by Dale Oliver and Serge Salinas. I, I hate the song. Uh, there, there's not much more I can say. Uh, bring on the jackrabbits. Which, by the way, let's talk about jackrabbits for a second. What a, what a name for an animal. Like, does, is, is, that not, is that not just a tremendous name? Like, am I alone in this? Like... I feel I don't hear enough about jackrabbits. I don't even I'm not even sure that I know what they are or what differentiates them from a normal rabbit. But just the name jackrabbit like it sounds like it should be someone's finish. There's a slapjack, there's the jackhammer. Yeah. There's Jack Swagger, but I don't know any uh Jack Gallagher. There's Jack Victory. But I do, Jack Victory. But I've, I don't think I've ever heard of a jackrabbit in any context <laughs> did, did, wait, of, of wrestling. Wait a minute. Did you say Gallagher or Gallagher? Cause, cause, I say it Gal- – I don't subscribe to Joe Lanta's gimmick of saying Gallagher. Listen, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go Gallagher because uh, you got to smash some watermelons. Jackrabbits, tremendous animal. 
Oh, I look. I'm looking them up right now. They have uh, they have cute ears. I like the ears on on the jackrabbit. Uh, I would rather be mauled by a man-eating jackrabbit and possibly have my life come to an end than listen to even the 15-second Amazon MP3 sample of long necks and rednecks. What do you think about that? Here's what I think. Not only do I have this song in my iTunes, not only have I listened to this song multiple <laughs> times in the past, I listened to this fucker today. <laughs> I was I was listening to some random themes today just to get myself in the mood for this. <laughs> I came across Long Necks and Rednecks, double click, play, down, uh, no, uh, yeah, down, 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 well, I'm a creek swimming, moonshine oh, sipping, God, bear drinking, deer skinning, John, no, I can't this no, Listen, folks, it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, this has been Music of the Mat. Uh, thank you for listening to our only episode, but due to uh, irreconcilable differences, uh, we are going to have to end this. No, you, you listened to this song to set the mood yes. for this podcast. Oh my, I, ugh, ugh. I think we should move on. This might be our breaking point. <laughs> this, this soon, this, so, this early in the podcast, this is our breaking point. James Storm's like fourth theme ever. <laughs> or maybe maybe even his fifth I don't know he had like you know sorry about your damn luck and then a couple of America's most, most wanted All right, things, can, can we can we agree that the beer money theme rules can we can we find common ground here wholeheartedly okay beer money is great is, is, beer money is money okay all right we'll and, and I can't wait to talk about that one let's move on let's move on to my number two pick my number two unfave five is a mashup and speaking of Early Raw 2004, uh, the tag team of Rob Van Dam and Booker T <laughs> on an episode of Raw defeated Ric Flair and Batista to win the World Tag Team Championship. And afterwards, they decided to combine tag team themes for a little while. But oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait just a minute here. Wait just a goddamn minute. They didn't combine Rap Sheet Booker T's theme and one of a kind, Rob Dam scene. They combined one of a kind with Booker T's song "Can You Dig It" from WWE Originals. It's the Booker Man, y'all. Let me tell you, fucker, something. I would rather cut off my own ears, mash them up in a blender, and pour them down the drain than listen to this goddamn nightmare of a theme. Because here's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. Can you dig it? One of a kind? Can you dig it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's it. One of a kind? Can you dig it? Yeah. Come on now. Book it. One of a kind? That's what it is. It's one of a kind. Intermittently, someone presses a button and one of a kind just pops up randomly in the mix. That's what it is. 
It's ah, go away forever. Don't come back. I'm happy. I'm happy that that team lasted like two months before they both got drafted to SmackDown and Booker T turned heel. So we never, ever have to hear that fucking garbage theme song ever fucking again. This is my right time rant, Chris. <laughs> Take it the fuck away, please. <laughs> you know, I think your little rendition there is actually better and more pleasing probably, to the ear fucking is. than the actual song itself. <laughs> I mean, I actually got some entertainment value out of that. But yeah, I mean, you know what this is? This was somebody who doesn't know how to use uh, Serato DJ software, who's uh, who's put, who's setting random loop points and cue points, and just hitting the random pads on their Pioneer DJ controller, and scratching things that don't need to be scratched, and just overall just just massacring two songs that on their own would be fine. I mean, Booker T's. Song from WWE Originals. First of all, WWE Originals. That's that is oh, that is a definite oh, yeah. episode we're, because we're, uh, we're, yeah. I I mean there are I, I think that that might be, that might be our finest episode when we get to that because I'm sure we both have many things to say. But this song, I, you hit the nail on the head. Honestly, you went with a blender. I would go. I'd go more specifically with the Montel Williams food emulsifier. I would cut my own ears off, stick them in there. And then take the extract from that and then drink that and then vomit the word X-Pac and have that, have that come up, flush it down the toilet, stick my own head in the toilet that I just vomited into, give myself a swirly and enjoy that entire process more than listening to this theme mashup. So, yes, I am with you, my friend. I think what happened was some Jim Johnston gave this, you know, theme to an intern and said, eh, I can't probably about it. Just do a mashup of Van Damme Booker T. And they worked on it. And then this intern decided to, I don't know, download something from LimeWire. And it just corrupted the file. The whole computer got demolished. But he had to go to the, he had to go to Jim. He had to present it to him in like 10 minutes. So he just went to the studio and just pressed a bunch of buttons together. And this is what he came out with. This is the worst. And and this and this is a horrible trend that they like to do theme mashups. Yeah. Another topic we'll that we're gonna get. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. we're gonna get to that for sure. There's no question. Yep. Uh, this this is the absolute worst uh, example of this. I can't think of anything worse than this. How many do you have left? Yeah, I think you have one left. I believe I have two. My next worst theme is uh, you know that there's there's a great man in this world named Ted DiBiase, and he had a great. A great theme song. One, one of the best. One of the, absolutely. One of the classics. You know, one of those first five tracks on the anthology. Get you pumped up. Mm-hmm. I, like to, I like to punch the air when it goes... Dun, 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 bang, dun, dun. I like to punch the air. You know, I'm, I'm doing that. I, I get into it. I sing the money. Money, 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 money. Oh, who, who doesn't? You got it. You got it. Ted DiBiase, uh, at some point, uh, had sexual relations with a woman I'm assuming was his wife. Probably. And this woman gave birth to a charismaless void uh, named Ted DiBiase Jr. Sounds, sounds about right. Yes, yes. And Ted DiBiase Jr., at, at first he got kind of lucky because he, uh, he kind of was shoehorned into a couple themes that were pretty cool. You know, he had Priceless. Remember, remember that? Mm-hmm. Little t- yeah, little- I'm Priceless. Oh, baby, I'm Priceless. We'll take on Pink Floyd there. 
is a tremendous theme. Yep. But this this theme that I am talking about here. I know where you're going. I come from money by S. Prem. I come from money. I come from class. These ladies love me for all my cash. Won't let nobody spoil my dream. I don't know who S. Prem is, and I'd like to keep it that way because you know what? He made a song. And the song fucking sucked. It's annoying. It was at the at, it was at the very height of the auto tune uh, trend, auto tune phase when this when T Pain was just really starting to make a name for himself. And someone thought, you know, I I've, I refuse to, to put this on Johnston. I refuse to, to associate him with this. Oh, he's he's completely clear of this. I, I'm, I, I I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume we, that he, he couldn't he couldn't have done this. This song is just so. So annoying, and the thing is, it starts off with like a little sound. It starts off with like a cash register, right? Ching, ching, ching. Yep. And because that's kind of similar to like "Here Comes the Money" or something like, like you think it's gonna be a better song, you think it's gonna be a different song, but no, it's this song. I'm just glad that I do not, on a weekly basis, that I do not have to sit through hearing this theme. I never want to hear it again. I had to listen to it just to refresh my memory on it. I listened to it in the pre-show prep, and that is the official last time that that will ever enter my ear holes. I fear going deaf. That is my number one fear in life. I am deathly afraid of going going deaf because at that point, my life is not worth it. But if I had to choose between going deaf and listening to this song even one more time in my life, you know what? At that point, just end all of my senses because it's really not worth it. That was, uh, I don't know if it's up there with the right time rant, but it's definitely up there. Uh, listen, I, because, I, I I tapped into something but, else on that one, so I don't know if you're going to ever. But I think it's pronounced Supreme, by the way. You see, you see, it's it's spelled S hyphen Prem, so I think it's Supreme. Uh, well, you know what? I don't give a I'm fuck just... what it is. I don't give a hey, fuck. Hey, listen, there are. There are hundreds of thousands of Supreme fans listening listen, to this. Listen, okay? listen, it's Jack Gallagher. Right. It's Jack Gallagher and it's Supreme. Okay? And it's high sixty-nine. Alright? Okay. Uh I guess that leaves me. And my number one pick. My number one unfave five. And it was tough. There's some pretty awful themes out there. But if I had to go with Number one, all-time least favorite. And I'll admit, I have never seen this man wrestle. I did not watch wrestling when it was you know, occurring. But this, I discovered this theme song, and I, 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 I wanted to punch my computer. I wanted to throw my computer out the fucking window. I wanted to bash my head in against the sink. My number one least favorite theme is Bastion Booger. I'm Booger. This isn't levels of right to censor annoying. This is falling asleep in the studio and farting noises, and snoring, and just... Uh, fuck! That's all I, can say. all I can say is fuck! Fuck this fucking thing! 
I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for fucking words. Is this the Bone Soldier versus Yoshitatsu of themes? It may be. And we all know if you read my, if you read my snippet in the Voices of Wrestling 2016 New Japan ebook available now, VoicesOfWrestling.com and Amazon as well as that. Yes, of course. Get it on the Kindle. Yes, of course. Thank you for mentioning that. If you read my snippet about the Bone Soldier in the uh, Bone Soldier slash Captain New Japan profile, you read about my utter disdain for Bone Soldier and the Yoshitatsu feud that he had. This is this is that feud in musical form. There is no no winners. There is no hope. There is no light. There's no joy. There is nothing. This is what this song is. This is nothing. This isn't even. This isn't even bad. This is nothingness. Don't, this is this is a void. This is a black hole where goodness and fun and, and joy and and, and 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 beauty gets sucked in, and it just it doesn't come out. And it's it's it it is. Chris, it is. That's what it is. Uh, are you all right? Are you are you okay? Um, hang on, man. Yeah. Listen, I know, I know you you probably need to be cheered up right now. If you fire up the network, Arya Davari versus Jack Gallagher is on right now. Oh, thank God! Thank you for okay. I'm back. I'm back. Arya Davari. Arya Davari, Jack Gallagher. Let's. Move on to the final, I guess, thing. Your last unfavorite. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's number two, but it's the last one that I'm gonna I'm gonna mention. But honestly, up until I really I really ruminated on uh, "Right Time" by uh, Ron the Truth Killings. Yep. This theme was my solid number one. In fact, when you when you brought up this concept of the unfave five, mm-hmm. uh, this was the first song that popped into my mind. Which is interesting because I haven't heard it in about four years. And uh, this would be Chavo Guerrero, Tequila by Dale Oliver. I had a friend named Barry in high school. Okay. And uh, Barry, he tried to rap, wasn't any good. Um, He's one of these guys that, you know, he really wanted to be a rapper, um, but then everybody else who didn't take themselves seriously as a rapper was a better rapper than him. I was a better rapper. I'm I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. he really wanted to rap. He couldn't. He also really wanted to make beats. I uh, I had started making beats in high school. Uh, started you know my foray into music production and audio production, which is still uh, which is still something that I uh, am very much involved in. And my friend Barry tried to make beats. He came over to my house. He would sit down. He would use my equipment, and what would result would be the absolute worst things that you can even qualify being a song yet it's still somehow a song it, it's random keys it's random drum hits it's randomness to the core 
and yet somehow still makes musical sense. There's just enough there that you can see, oh, I could see how this is a song, except it's absolute garbage. Me and my friends would call these Barry Beats. Dale Oliver must have gotten a hold of one of these Barry Beats from an old hard drive of mine and decided, you know, this would be a great theme for Chavo Guerrero. Because if there's one thing I think of when Chavo Guerrero's walking down to the ring, it's the underground level in Super Mario Brothers. That's what this sounds like. It sounds like a, de- a demented Barry Beat version of when Mario goes under. And it, by the way, it's Mario. It's not Mario. Let's let, let's get that right out in the open because I know uh, a lot. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. A lot, lot of people like to call him Super. I don't. I don't care. It's Jack Gallagher. It's uh. It, it's it's Esprim. It's uh. It's High Sixty Nine, and it's Mario. That's what this reminds me of. I'm not going to bury the rest of his themes because he's had some tremendous themes going back to WCW, which we will talk mm-hmm. about for sure during a uh, Guerrero family theme history episode. We're setting up a lot of these future episodes here. This is a lot. We of, are. We're, we're like Dragon Gate. We're setting these things up, and then like two years from now, something's going to happen, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Long-term booking. Long-term booking. Okay, that was our Fay Fives and our Unfay Fives. And uh, that about does it for our uh, introductory episode, episode number one of Music of the Mat. Just to uh, close it out here, uh, just want to mention a couple of things. Again, we are a part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, home of a bunch of different great podcasts. Uh, Voices of Wrestling flagship, of course, Lucha of the Hidden Temple, Open the Voice Gate, New Japan Procast, Brit Res Roundtable, uh, Burning Spirits, Lanza unfiltered. Exactly. Listen, three episodes and a break. You know, it's he's coming back though. He's coming back. Don't worry. I've always I've made the joke to myself that Lanza unfiltered is like a British TV show. Three episodes, then a eight eighteen months off. Well, you know, the the master of the British wrestling scene, uh, Joe Lanza. I'm I'm sure he'd appreciate that comparison. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew T Rich, and you could follow me on Twitter at. We're still soup, W-E-R-E, still soup. Before anybody asks, it's a reference to an episode of The Cosby Show where Theo Huxtable attends a corporate mixer to eat free food and winds up getting a job. Very uh, very notable, uh, definitely. I, when I first saw your Twitter handle, it came to mind immediately, I gotta I got say. Oh, you got the right... Re- See, this, this is why we're doing this podcast here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Music of the Mat. We are getting that uh, Twitter account set up as we speak. Right now, we have Joe Lenz's profile picture up, but uh, yep. with the help of uh, the incomparable Rich Krejci, uh, we'll have a fancy little Music of the Mat graphic up there pretty soon. But yeah, you can yep. you can go ahead and follow, and uh, and we're going to be getting that up and running in in the coming weeks. Absolutely. If you'd like to email us any questions or comments, email it to us at musicofthemat at gmail or you can follow us on the forums, uh, the Voice of Wrestling forums. We'll have a thread set up. It'll be a lot of fun there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting everyone's feedback on, on all the themes and the subjects we're going to be uh, tackling. And, and, you know, maybe getting some of you guys on because it's not just about us. You know, it's, it's about the people and their connection to wrestling themes. And uh, I really think that this is an untapped market, so to speak, in terms of podcasting. I, to my knowledge, and I would know, I would think, 
There is we are the only wrestling podcast that focuses on uh entrance themes and wrestling theme music. So before before we go, I think it's only right that we let the people know what comes next. And we have decided on a theme history episode to kick us off to kind of get you into the main format of what this show is going to be. And I think we can set up the subject of episode two with one sound. Yes, that's right. We are doing the theme history of The Undertaker. Everything from his debut all the way to present day. It's, and there's a lot. There is quite a bit to discuss. What did we learn this episode, Andrew? I think we learned that we can't do an hour-long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we're sorry. So thank you to Chris for editing this whole shebang. Thank you to Chris as well for recording it and uh, also supplying the music and the clips. Chris, wholeheartedly, thank you for me to you. Oh, you got it, man. Thank you for thank you just for doing this. Thank you for responding to a random tweet, deciding that you wanted to get in on this. Little did you know uh, what what we would be getting into. And thank you again. You know, we've kissed their ass enough, yeah. but really, thank you to Rich and Joe. Just two tremendous humans. Yep, we love them, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of such a, a great podcast network that we both really enjoy. Mm-hmm. This is this was a load of fun. I can't wait to do this again. Absolutely. How often are we going to be doing these and imp- imposing these episodes upon the people? This will be a bi-weekly podcast. So every other week, you open up your computer or your smartphone. You say, hey, look at that. A new episode of Music of the Mat right there, ready to digest. And I'll just, I'll close this off with what we've really learned. It's Jack Gallagher. It's S-Prime. It's High 69. And, and Jindrak is canon. Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.